0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I want, like, the, the there was something about like a vintage tire squeal that sounded super unique. It was like the, the you know, the, the, the side bite. I think it's bias ply tires. That's yeah, why that's what it, it sounds kind of funky, right? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a modern tire squeal. Yeah. That's yeah. why
3: it's so dangerous to ride
0: yeah. motorcycles. Welcome to Drive while Awesome. My name is Art. I'm Lane. James. Jacob. Nice. We got the guys from Race Service with us. Uh, so what is what is race service? Oh, We've
2: we're, getting this question a lot. Dude, so. that's, like
3: the, uh, that's like the main question. We it's get like, that question a lot too, and it's funny because it changes every time we answer it.
2: Yeah, we're open for input. What is race uh, service? <laughs> you tell us. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's been something that uh, James and I have had in our minds for years and years. We go uh, back, you know, probably eight, Nine years now? I think it was almost
3: 10 years, yeah. Uh,
2: When we first met in North Carolina, um, I was working at my family's management company, um, represented NASCAR drivers, and I was also, at the time, representing drift guys, um, Von Gittin, Ryan Turk, Chris Forsberg, and met James as he was chasing... uh, I was just trying to make it in racing. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Just trying trying to make it. Chasing the dream. I moved out to North Carolina to... To, uh, to make it happen and, and uh, it was knocking down, I was like this is right when Twitter started, uh-huh. Twitter was really big and uh, I I found uh, Jacob Chills on on Twitter and stalked him uh, until until I I, I got I, I wanted a meeting to try to get some help with my, my racing career mm. and uh, and and they they kind of offered they were gracious enough to offer me a job and gave me a dose of reality of uh, you know uh, you know it was a it was a interesting time in the in the business where where sponsorship dollars were drying up and stickers on race cars were much less important than than, than they used to be. And it was harder to kind of find those sponsors. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we, 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 that's, that's where it all began.
2: Yeah. We kind of, I think that was sort of the early days of drivers using content to market themselves. And, you know, I think the drift audience was really early adopters of that. So, you know, James kind of came in chasing the traditional motorsports paths and started to realize that they were, uh you know difficult and also required a lot of like uh personal funding from that so i mean you know uh, hustled and, and and got to drive and got to do things but then also realized that there was a big market to create stylish content around motorsports that could uh you know i, I think show off a, a driver's character more than just what he did behind the wheel and that's what we were doing and drifting so i think he saw that and and Uh, immediately kind of understood it and then sort of even progressed it in a way that he was using as almost a a sponsor me tape and like you know they use that in skateboarding all the time but you know James started to create content around himself to become a driver and it was working and getting attention but still required tons of funding and people started to recognize like GoPro that James could create content around motorsports in a, a, a pretty fresh way and we were doing what, what we loved with Drift Alliance and, and all those guys and me and Andy Lapuca another partner here at, at RS were making, um, shows like Turkt and Drift Garage and all these kind of fun, ridiculous shows with cars doing stupid shit. And, uh, and yeah, and that's kind of where we started. So I guess race services, <laughs> <laughs> race service, is oh. uh, that? No, it was a. We
3: well, probably answered this then. question yeah. last night. I don't know. Uh, each probably thirty times. My head is. do you need spinning. that whole like? That whole diatribe under race services. Yeah, yeah. race yeah. service. Yeah, you just write you have whole mission like mission statement. Yeah, yeah, mission statement right there. We <laughs> a whole page. Enough? Did
1: you guys get, we, we actually didn't get. <laughs> no, we didn't get all. to it <laughs> yet. So, no, 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 By the way, this is fantastic because you saved us from asking a lot of questions. So yeah, no, we're, yeah. We're, we're moving right along. I love it. Yeah.
3: So, the 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 easy kind of answer that I was giving last night. I mean, we're we're rooted in creating content, but. We created this space because, uh, well, we we uh, we wanted to kind of make a bigger impact. We also started Donut Media a few years ago. Uh, uh, and, and, um, with that, we were able to reach, uh, a, uh, a, a, you know, a lot of people in and, in, in this industry and kind of do it in a new way. I think when we decided to start race service, we were reaching 40, like, I don't know, what was it think like 30 million people a week on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh-huh. it was really cool to kind of take a step back and, 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 and come with a fresh approach to creating content in the automotive space. Um, and, and we, we see that being able to be taken a step further with race service this is a this is a tangible space that people will know and love and 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 um you know grow they'll grow with us you know with our instagram stories and our as we figure it out but uh you know this it's so you so you you're hanging out and creating content uh, it's an automotive (laughs) cultural hub is how we call it but we need a
2: better name for that yeah no we've been kicking around some stuff i mean there's a few different aspects of it i mean i think that you know, at at the core of it, it's a digital content agency that's going to help brands gotcha. create awesome content that speaks to a real audience and and is authentic and, uh-huh. and fun. And and we understand all the strategies that go behind shareable content and and what works and what doesn't. And and most importantly, we know how to uh, build characters around drivers, who I think that's uh, it's a major miss with a lot of them out there. So. Uh, so motorsports is our true love, but you know we want to touch the whole automotive scene from tuners like we do in drift to high-end stuff like the the Porsche stuff that we do with Love to Kill. Like we we love all aspects of it. I think the most important part is style and taste, and something that we we can't compromise on. So we we do have a a specific uh, you know aesthetic that we go after, but it is rooted as a digital content agency, but it's also a race shop. It's also a place where we're gonna um, do crazy builds and, and capture that. We've always wanted and needed a space. We've we've made a lot of build content over the years. We did the the GT four five eight six with Ryan Turk. That's uh, that whole campaign and concept was developed by by James and I. Um, and James really spearheaded the I think um, kind of the the forward thinking process of bringing the fans involved with the build the whole time. And that that hadn't happened that often. And and we did it because it was fun and the car was interesting and people were, were reacting to it, but we also came at it with a really thoughtful approach to change that. So because of a successes like that story. And, um, we wanted to, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, (laughs) my
1: mic (laughs) is not, I forgot to, I forgot to warn you.
2: Yeah. But, um, do you guys edit these or, (laughs) <laughs> you're good you're no, good, no. So you're good. So, but through through um that no, through the through that process and like you know having fun with that car build we're like we need a space where we could do builds and we don't have to bounce around and work around people's schedules and and actually have a shop that we could sit down and be doing our regular office work and then get up and go film for 20 minutes and then sit back down so that yeah. Was another key part of race service was to have a really cool, stylish, workable garage that we're sitting in right now. Yeah, it's,
1: it's great. Yeah, we're so
2: what in. what are we looking at? We're looking at a robo race car,
1: which we'll get back to probably in a minute here. Uh, we have a lift in the middle of the garage in this particular area and quite a bit of space, and then a
2: 240 over there, which yeah. has an RB
1: in it, I think. When
2: I yeah. saw last RB20, night, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's that's sick. uh, Chris's um, 280. You know, what's funny is
3: that we had that car lined up next to the Ferrari car last night and those both uh, debuted at the same SEMA, w- uh, but you know, we, we were very focused on the, on the Ferrari build and we, we did a really cool build with that as well. And that thing kind of snuck in and, and stole the show. I mean, that one best of show for, uh, for what did yeah, it, what, what PlayStation, did it I got like the PlayStation I mean, Chris is incredible yeah making, that, so that's a, It's like, yeah, Chris
2: Forsberg's, uh, 280Z, um, with an RB in it, super, super clean build, really meticulous. And, um, uh yeah, it he calls it gold leader. It's awesome. And so that came in and like won a ton of awards at SEMA at the same time. Based as on Chris's like sheer like just attention to craftsmanship, detail. And yeah. Meticulous and like, Turks nature. won it on the hype level. <laughs> yeah, and, Turks do uh, they, they right. totally fit their it, characters. Yeah, so craftsmanship oh, well. was not the most important <laughs> part about it. It was actually Phenomenal. just being obnoxious. So yeah. that won the obnoxious uh <laughs> battle and and the content around it did. But then yeah, we've made build series on, on each of them that have actually Uh, done really well um but yeah so space we have um how many bays you got quite a bit of bays here right yeah so we have the the main building we have room for you know three cars comfortably four cars tight working on them and then we have seven additional garage bays that um are still in various stages of of rehab but two of the bays uh are going to belong to ryan turk and chris Forsberg. they're going to be based here they're going to kind of keep their fun cars here cool um they'll they'll uh you know be creating some really cool builds this year we launched a uh show for our friends at gum out and black magic called blackout which is
3: that was a plug we planned that yeah yeah, a I, love yeah, I love it. Nice. Good, good sponsored
1: stuff. sponsored yeah. post. I, I, <laughs> Ferrari car. I was expecting the gum out. You know something, something, something. Black magic build, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> there
2: is. Yeah, we yeah. We, uh, we what have is the a, official name? We do GT have a builds coming up. No, we actually have a fast orange, uh fast orange build going down with Ryan Turk later this That's year, gonna which sweet. is going to be really sick and is developing. We also are going to do a twenty five. Don't want to give up too much,
3: but it, let's say there's there's like uh you know you see a lot of renderings on the internet and we're gonna make some of those one of those visions oh, come to life. Okay. Like some, yeah, uh, yeah yeah we yeah. want to go
2: a kind of the futuristic render route with that car but uh we're working a bunch of cool ideas. it's gonna probably start in um in in the summertime. But that's a build scheduled Future for classic. later in the year on blackout we're starting the next two builds that we're doing are two twenty five thousand dollar builds kind of build off between Ryan and Chris that will be part of the show. They're still figuring out what cars they're gonna get, but um, I think the the fans like when they're limited in budget. Oh yeah, we like when they're unlimited in budget. <laughs> so I, I like,
0: and yeah. they're gonna so it's a it's like a build battle kind of thing.
2: I don't on, know or whatever. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a bro. It's a bro. We actually battle. we actually talked about
3: making a spoof of like the typical build yeah, show. Yeah, like, yeah. but like you know, it's kind of Talladega night style, where some people will be like, "Wow, these guys are real crazy. They're cool. I like them." Yeah. And other people will be like, "Is this a joke?" Like, awesome. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll, but we'll it see. is going to be re- here, and they're going to yeah, be yep. in like. So garages right next to each other it, right? yeah I yeah mean, yeah so, so we i here, mean it is technically th- build battle yeah, 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 yeah we actually you know it's funny we had uh they just built their fd cars here so they'll they'll maybe kind of run their, their their fd cars they're i think they're going to prep their cars here for the remainder of the season um, uh-huh. but they built their cars here and, and uh and there we had all these deadlines for different different things you know uh, you know the gum out show that we we're doing the blackout garage and so we had to like get deliveries done at a certain time and then we had to get you know then the real battle started when it was like, okay, the the event's coming up soon. So we were joking the whole time. We we're like Team Red versus Team Blue. <laughs> like, who, yeah. who's? It, it was. They cool. went to the dino and had like a dino off. Like you know, they yeah. were like subtly pissed at each other for borrowing the one tools and just, leaving them out and like yeah. leaving messes. It was, Hell yeah! It was cool. so
0: one I guy's that, that, one guy's ahead of time. He's just lounging, like drinking a beer, yeah. like yeah. throwing shit at the other yeah.
2: dude. Everybody, so. was, exactly. everybody was stressed. It was stress- <laughs> All the time. stressful
3: yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And we had we, we also didn't mention this giant huge glass wall that literally one week ago. So today, we almost, there was like, I don't know, 18 of us trying to hoist that thing up. Oh, wow. oh no That's way. Huge, this wasn't part man. of the structure before. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we uh, that, we
2: hoisted that up one week ago and almost killed God. ourselves. I mean, we were like, oh, yeah, this will be yeah. easy. We uh, built uh, this wall 100% and it just showed up on the back of a semi truck in a couple large uh, metal uh, panels. And so can we we you describe it heavy. a bit?
1: So we got like three metal uh, panels that rotate the to center. You it me to describe
3: I might know a little bit about it. It might be 26 by 16, 25.5 inches <laughs> by inches high uh, it was a, a beast. I think four 700
2: four. square feet of uh, glass that we installed. Every piece of that up to oh my gosh, 3 wow. a.m. the night before our it's launch party. It's like that party. old safety uh,
3: glass, the wire glass. Yeah, it's it like an old shop. It was
2: the most hectic build anybody has done, and that included <laughs> Chris Forsberg, Ryan Turk, <laughs> uh, Dom Biro, who builds Turks car, uh, uh, Voltage
3: Voltage Design Group out of d- Orange Dylan County built Hughes, it for I mean, us.
2: Pretty much all the best uh, builders and drivers ever. Dude, this the, was the craziest. And there was the
3: most alpha males you've ever seen on one. Uh, (laughs) wall uh, everybody
2: was the foreman uh, and everybody had the best idea of how to put it up but it went up and it looks solid it looks killer man I thought it was
1: part of the building I mean it looks you guys did such a good job because it's super old school like kind of you know it feels like it's Integrated very well. We should also sheetrock the sides and then it'll be
3: like soundproof and stuff. Yeah, we gotta do a little bit of
2: soundproofing because when these uh, bro build battles go down, it's It's uh, annoying. Impact guns, are so Uh, loud. I
1: like how it's simultaneously happening next. Yeah, yeah, you're like trying to take a call and you got who knows what going on next door. Uh,
2: uh, Yeah, so, but yeah, so there's uh, uh, to finish that off, there's seven small garage bays that Ryan and Chris will be based out of. We have a, a little mini fab shop going. Uh, we'll have a rotating guest garage for builds. We're doing one with um, our good buddy Colby West, who is a uh, uh, a former pro skier for Monster, who has now caught the drift bug. Who's going to build a Ford Maverick out of here? Oh, um, Ford so, Maverick! Huh? It's a pile of. It's um, in there. It's there's, pile some, ships there's some. Right
3: stuff on We've actually gone through two. The first one that showed up, we were like, yeah. uh, send that one back, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> uh,
2: it, I don't know if it will. It would classify under your standards from. Uh, Driving well, awesome, but it's definitely interesting. Uh Uh, But he's doing that build later this year, uh, which will be fun. And then we have the first two bays, which uh, we see in the future, a coffee shop there. So, you know, last night at our launch party, uh, it was cool. Our, Our buddies at Deus brought over their coffee cart and and kind of gave us an idea or we've had this idea but gave us a look at what it would be like to have a coffee shop in our first bay uh which is good for me because i don't have to leave here to get that was a good coffee last night actually yeah. it's really good I was actually yeah I was, stoked. I was actually pretty stoked with yeah it. um but yeah so that's that's kind of race service so uh <laughs> <laughs> that's our mission statement <laughs> that's long, so, long, that's long. Long. no but uh, it's a lot
3: more focused than you think and it's funny because uh, um is that your motto? Is that what we're, is <laughs> we were saying? We meant we working at GoPro, and I I, I learned a lot at GoPro uh, I to, to add to Jacob's story about how we met like I I, I was running in a race series that, that Nick Woodman the founder of GoPro was they, they decided that that's where they wanted to sponsor it was like one of the first sponsorships outside of of traditional like surfing stuff and and Nick was actually putting cameras on my car before the race like he, like he had a bag of batteries like a big Ziploc bag full of loose batteries running around putting putting batteries in the cameras before the race I'm like who is this guy and what is this thing that he's putting on yeah. he, had like, he had like a surf cam on on his on his wrist like the, the huge camera and i was like what, what is going on anyway um learning learning from 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 you know what we what we learned there like, I, mean, I think the business model was was so cool in that you know there was a product that that was used by the consumers to sell the product i mean it was like such a cool business model like a full circle business model and and I think that's you know our our description of what this is. There's a lot that goes that we talk about, like merchandise and coffee and con- content and drivers and design and 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 all those things. But they all feed each other, and um, it, it, it 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 and it you know, and it, 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 to us is a, as a, as a very reciprocal business model. And I think, I think we're, we've, you know, kind of stumbled into, you know, what, what we did with donut was a verticalized, co- co- uh, you know, co- content agency basically that, that, that not only created content, but also on distribution. So we, mm. we were able to, to build a brand alongside making content for other brands. Uh-huh. And so that's, that's essentially what this is times two. I mean, we're, we're doing that along with other things that, that, that continually kind of point back to creating content for brands. Yeah. And yep.
2: we, we want to build, I mean, we want to build an ecosystem that that's steeped in, in style and, and, and cool aesthetic and also an appreciation mm-hmm. for uh, a ap- appreciation for the past and the heritage of motorsports, but also kind of looking forward and how people are going to interact with motorsports and, and automotive content in general. and, and, you know, as we're super proud of what we built at Dona and the reach that, that we had, um, you know, RS is kind of geared to help brands build stuff that that might have a strategy of multiple places to publish, uh, including their own channels, including their athletes' channels. So we have a a, a really awesome relationship and, and partnership with Daniel Ricardo, the F1 driver and uh, a, a, a you know, kind of a sister agency with, uh, with his brand agency out in London. <clears throat> and what's really important for them is to create content for Daniel's pages that are in his style, um, and represent his partners well. And, and that's something that RS can be perfectly, you know, kind of honed to do. And, and so that, that's kind of part of the vision here is to be able to, to help drivers and brands connect and activate on their partnerships, mm-hmm. but in a, In a fun way that lasts forever and is shareable and is entertaining and helps grow everybody's numbers and all that.
0: And build your own brand and make it cool and something people want to be associated with and stuff like that, right? So
3: We're unashamed to be a little bit self-serving. I think it works for everybody and it works in everybody's best interest, I think. You know we're building this authentic voice within the space because it's truly what we we love and do we eat sleep breathe to 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 a downside to a fault probably but um and and we get to share that with the brands that we we choose to to work with and the 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 partners that we choose to work with and the people we choose to surround ourselves with or, or that you know Happen to happen to enter our lives, and I, you I get think.
0: to hang out in this little like playground. It's it's amazing. right.
3: It's finally hanging out. This is the yeah. first day of like hanging out. This just makes like, straight oh, work. There's yeah. not like a million projects to it's do c- on this
0: place. The uh, one thing cool is that it's like you have the one big gate at the front, and then it opens up to this like long driveway and you have buildings on either side, but it's all enclosed. Right. Yeah. So it's this whole compound. Yeah. It's a yeah. compound. Wait like till we open up. up.
3: So one in two garage bays, we have a vision of opening the back of uh, and putting like, like a retail style, like glass wall en- oh, okay. entrance, uh-huh. of, maybe similar to this probably You're from the lot from the next lot. door. So yeah. We're, we're going to repave the lot and have the lot be nice and clean and, uh-huh. and probably put a little, uh, circle track back there for some crazy carts or some real carts or something uh, yeah uh, but then uh then you have a walkway uh into the space like that'll be the lobby and, and the entrance and then yeah you walk down the the hallway and um you know, we still have this is phase one we saw phase two would be like you, across the way we have a whole another mezzanine yeah. area that we're going to finish out with walls and um a staircase to get up to instead of a ladder poor Seton's up there with a ladder right now <laughs> it's a humbling well, thing to climb climb a ladder to get to your desk yeah well then we have at the end of the hallway we have uh, a room that's currently just being used for turk to have a uh, dungeon gym <laughs> so he can get his crossfit on in the back but that'll eventually be like a probably edit bays or sound studio like we talked about maybe putting like a, a some some kind of a studio in there and then we have another in the back of that we have um another room that's we currently don't have the keys to but we we <laughs> hopefully will soon that that will be used for for another type space like that so it, it does have this like co- compound vibe it's a really special space we found it literally in like i don't know 20 minutes of looking and yep. we were like, okay. and we have it uh, on our Slack, our community in our office communication thing. It was like, I think this is the one. And it, sure enough, how long ago was that? That was like six months ago oh, wow. or more. That no, was, that was more. That was like eight. That was,
2: that was, I think in August is really like, August. yeah, it was like middle end of August that we started to have this vision. And we, we, we started to realize that we, we had, um, you know, more to do in this industry and, and more to do, um, than, than just you know the, the the awesome videos that we were doing at Donut we we felt like the need to have this this space probably around then started looking and it was literally the second place we looked at then it took forever for the uh, it took forever landlord well, to like, kept denying us approve us <laughs> <laughs> and like they, were, like, they guys, wanted to what do you do we're like
3: <laughs> uh, well let me tell you about North Carolina <laughs>
2: <You> know, uh, <laughs> what, what,
3: what do you want to hear
2: <laughs> and I'm like oh we make a digital. Automotive content. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't sound like it's gonna be. Yeah, they're problem. like, uh, Not
0: we th- we require a lease. Yeah, or yeah, yeah.
2: A- <laughs> so the lease was a lengthy process, but yeah. um, but yeah, no, got got through that, and so we actually got the keys essentially on Christmas. And oh, cool! Just dove in here, and this place was an absolute wreck with you know three inches of dirt and Attack grime keys. on mm. every surface. There used to be a pin that had. Geese in it. It's apparently. still there. It's cool. still there.
3: If you poke your head around that first garage, you'll see like a looks like a doghouse. It's yeah. a goose house. Oh, I saw the. Yeah. Wait,
0: wait, that's the hole in the wall yep. the yeah. lo- I thought that was where uh, Kyron Barrett slept. Yeah. That's, that is where. That is where <laughs> he slept. I think last night. I'm
3: gonna put a cot out there. I don't think Kyron. he sleeps. Actually, I don't. <laughs> yeah, <know>. that's true. <laughs> You're right.
0: I mean, it, by the way, we're like.
1: It's kind of interesting to point out that you uh, someone had geese because we're like in the middle of Los Angeles right now so it's a uh, just kind of yeah. an odd thing you know in a, an industrial neighborhood I with... doubt it's
0: as odd as you would yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well the neighbors are a trip the yeah, neighbors they're... keep telling us more and more stories they said there was like geese back there for a long time and then they said that there was opposing raccoons and they would have Whoa. like battles I mean yeah. It. yeah the guy that lives behind here had some good stories he came by last night and it was pretty oh, sweet the neighbors are cool I mean this is this neighborhood's mid-city la it's like Jacob grew up, uh, I don't know, five minutes from here, 10 minutes from here. And yeah. it's, it's one of the cool parts of LA is that like, it changes by, you know, it, every neighborhood has a kind of different heartbeat. And this is like a, a neighborhood that's not really been, you know, m- much in the last couple of decades. So it's, uh-huh. emerging. it's emerging. We're on the forefront I did, I and did we didn't even know less it.
2: than a mile from here. So it does feel kind of like coming home. And I've lived on the West side and Venice for, you know, seven years now, but grew up in this neighborhood and uh yeah it's cool it used to be super sketchy it still is pretty sketchy but <clears throat> is coming around and <clears throat> we love uh the weird flavors of the city seriously
3: yeah it's definitely cool it's a, every day's a different every day's a different story i think when we started this there was a helicopter out there circling one of the neighbors yeah there was i don't know what they were doing but yeah it's LA it happens and uh it's a cool it's a cool city it's and also obviously the automotive culture is so rich here like it, and you 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 kind of know it but when you really get in it it's it's here and it's the it's it's really fun to kind of yeah, live that there, every day no doubt
2: there, there's like a massive revival i feel of southern california car culture and it's it's everything and people are are doing such a good job of of you know i don't feeding that and it's everybody from the guys at the left it's you know stuff that's now happening at at the Peterson it's it's the things that that Rod Emery is doing there's like this whole you know kind of the the who's who of like automotive culture right now are all making really amazing things happen in Southern California and we love to be a part of it and it's it's in our it's in our blood and it's in you know uh, for sure my heritage uh of Los Angeles car stuff you know James has has lived in LA for a long time from Portland but uh but yeah, it's 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 a cool thing. I think the, the probably the part of race service that we didn't really touch on is is that we love this central location and we want to use it as a, a hub where people come together and talk about ideas. And we just saw that happening with, with you guys, you know, one minute ago talking to our friends at, at Gridlife. It's like yeah. place where people meet and share ideas and everyone from drivers to artists to builders to content creators to brands can come here and like talk about things and then we'll go make them for you. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Sweet. It's, it's, it's
3: been, I mean, last night was incredible. We had a, a really, really special group of people. And, and I think, the, I think the motivation for, for all of us is, is similar. Oh, we're all in it for the, I say that a lot of, we're all in it for the right reasons. It's, it's because we love this world. We love, we're, we're passionate. And, and, and I think the right things happen with those, those intentions. So, uh this is this is a breeding ground for that if anybody has another term for automotive cultural hub we're taking D- taking suggestions
0: i don't know about that but i know that before we leave i want to pull our rental car in here and take some shots of it in here
3: all it's like glory that yeah. thing is sweet i see the top is down all the time does it have a top yes. it does have a top it have, and it has actually, holes in it yeah but.
1: It, it is good. a beautiful uh,
0: pale blue, though, which is kind of... Uh, we actually so, haven't yeah. talked about the car we're driving.
1: Yeah. So, we, we uh, so uh, courtesy of Turo, yeah, we picked up um, the 1985 Chrysler LeBaron Town & Country thing uh, that has got, you know, white walls, some side spats, maybe a Continental kit in the back, um, all sorts of fun shit. No, it shit.
3: definitely has a Continental kit. Um, it, it's and, not a minivan. You say Town and & Country and everybody assumes minivan. It, it's oh, definitely yeah, not that. It's not a minivan. It's a convertible
0: little K car It's a cabriolet. Thing, yeah. It, yeah.
1: Is what, <laughs> it is wood-sided. It is wood-sided. Excited. Uh, Whoa. And-
0: three quarters of it are wood <laughs> yeah the,
1: originally the front fenders had wood on them as well but uh, the, the current owner decided that uh, the Dodge 600 fenders were better suited for it so yeah uh, he's got the fake vent look going which and is it has interesting a, what's the front end from it's from a Plymouth Caravelle so yeah. talk about obscure like so it's a know, fully like
0: race service could yeah. build
1: that
2: when I talk about aesthetic you guys nailed it so yeah. <laughs> that's what we're into <laughs> and very it, important <laughs> I know George Costanza drove a LeBaron. baron. Exactly, a while. John Voight was John Voight. That's pretty cool. So I have a I have some love. It
0: is it. a 2.2 turbo, so yeah. you can like you so can get those potential. things to go it's pretty good. Right? Yeah, I mean, cool. a three- it
2: looked good up front last night. I think we had um, a pristine lowrider mm-hmm. from. Uh, cartoon we had the rap legends uh outlandish obnoxious um hurricane <laughs> wrapped in yeah ba- vape or something <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I, love, I, I love those, those guys, guys. Awesome. uh so they were parked out front there was um i don't know some other some other sweet cars like and then Ferrari there was this F12. lebaron, yeah. like, a LeBaron. Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking front and center oh yeah. chilling yeah dude so
0: that weird. so we we've been driving that thing around for just yesterday and today basically but like literally never had so many like hoots hollers, <laughs> people up. stopping to take pictures of it. Like just stopping in the middle of this. We Art and I were having breakfast yesterday, and we're ch- we're just we're sitting outside, and the car is like on the street next to where we're eating. There's dudes just stopping their cars, taking cell phone pictures. There was a dude shooting with a DSLR. That's there hilarious. was uh there's a bum kept walking down the street. He asked us if we have a hanger to keep it in. What, dude? Every this bum knew what was up.
2: Dude, I mean, if you <laughs> got a baron, your... every a yeah,
0: every bum loves the car. We got hollered at that. Uh, it was a funky ass car that got booty in the back because oh, it has man. the it has the thing. So two... it's all love, all love, and two cops have. St- pulled up next to us, just stopped and like been like, oh, that's a rare car. That thing's awesome. <laughs> like amazing. LAPD. That's like, amazing. I don't think LAPD is known for being, like, jovial and yeah, not, all happy really, no. and stuff, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. how well is that? Talk about, like, just... And that's what we're about. I mean, and in, in, in,
0: you guys... Yeah, we're, we're about, about well. shitty fucking cars. <laughs> no, it's, it's about
1: emotion. It's about fucking the joy that the automotive world and the cars themselves give us. And we talk a lot about sense of occasion, right? It's like, you know, you can get into a brand new whatever, and yes, it'll do everything better, and it'll outbreak anything, but does it have that sense of occasion right that spirit that like thing that makes everybody around you smile and not be pretentious and not be a dipshit and like just everyone you know just it's all
2: love right like it's cool and have that
1: experience from the inside of it and from the outside right
2: yeah Yeah. so Uh, we love it i mean we we based our whole you know ethos at donut on having fun with cars again and i feel like you guys are are doing that and uh and and we want to continue it and even you know with rs you know even if the the aesthetic is like a tick up it's really about enjoying cars and not worrying about what genre or what's perfect or what's what's anything because like just like our mix of cars last night we want to have fun with with every far corner of the automotive world and and we've been doing that for forever and now we want a place that those guys, you know, could get yeah. together and share. I mean,
0: one thing I noticed about last night was, you know, just the people that were here. Like a lot of people we knew and didn't know, or you have seen before, and stuff like that. And it was a very like diverse group of people. Like you, like you were talking, you were name naming some names, but um like Rod Emery is here and then Jeff Swart but and then there's also like Ryan Turek and yep. these drifters and then there's like Mr. Cartoon hey, yeah yeah man, there's his lowrider dude and yeah. then there's like I don't there's some dude walking around with long blonde hair and like, a, like <laughs> some weird jacket yeah
2: like <laughs> oh, that, that was my <laughs> uncle's friend <laughs> I think he just showed up I think he makes content for my uncle's company okay. which is uh Ascot USA I'll give him That's a plug a, a sponsored awesome. uh, post very cool here. but yeah. um yeah, that guy was interesting. But like, it was just—it I mean, was, just, was?
0: was just cool seeing like all the different. Yeah car like, kind of yeah. subsets like together and it not Cool. It's, it wasn't just like group. you know it's not just like drifters or not just yeah. you know one or the other it's kind of like
1: it's very well, inclusive and one thing that I got to mention is I mean just real quick we're sitting in front of or behind to or next to uh Agajanian special uh this is an old Indy car I believe right? Carnelli Jones yeah. car Carnelli Jones car from this? you know what is this 50s?
2: Yeah no this is my grandpa's car he owned this car, car too. it is the uh, 1963 Indy 500 winner with with, uh, wow. Parnelli Jones. So this is like a super important car to my family's um, history and, and kind of legacy in automotive. And my, right now, my uncle owns it and keeps it down at his uh, his studio in San Pedro. And last minute, I um, uh, and I and I love this car. It actually sat in the lobby of my my dad's agency that I was um, at in North Carolina for a long time, and then I haven't seen it for a while. And um, but yeah, so. We had the Robo race car here, which is a right. AI-controlled future car that might put us all out of business. It's so wild! It looks <laughs> but, like uh, Tron is
3: sitting in our lobby but, right now. But yeah. really
2: cool. The the um, the designer of it, um, a, a guy named Daniel Simon, who's uh, it's kind of a legend in that that world, has designed cars for Tron for and Tron. and vehicles in Star Wars and you know crazy he's stuff doing in Hollywood. He's Singer. Yeah, no. and he's uh, helping Singer on on a handful of projects, amazing dude, super talented. And he was here for the past week, helping <laughs> take the part, uh, take the car apart and rewrap it and kind of make sure that it's done in the proper way. But we are, um, so we have this robo race car here, which we are, are super interested in. And, and, you know, I was like, you know what? Like, it's kind of weird. It's a good idea. We That's need, so we should get something to show like the comparison. I was like, I Perfect. should have my uncle. So we brought up this car last minute and parked it next to it. So you had a 1963 indy car next to a the most analog uh, like uh
0: you know the like juxtaposition between those two yeah just crazy right
2: you know i mean to me it was just like a little bit of a message of like we we appreciate our past but we aren't scared of the future and and i think that that's a, a a part of what rs is about so to put that and you know have a little bit of that that family you know kind of legacy uh represented last night was pretty special and it just kind of came to came came together and it was cool uh my my folks were here. My, a couple of my uncles came. You know, they've been in motorsports their whole lives and my grandpa's whole life. And uh, for them to kind of see it continue on is, is cool. And I think it's in a different way than they expected. But Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that all started, I
3: think it's an interesting point to at least touch on. That all started with a pig farm in Southern California from your grandpa, right? So he, yeah. he, he was in the,
2: it was, the... Yeah, well, sort of. It was my great-grandpa, yeah, great-grandpa. who started That's right. a pig farm. Yeah. And... St- and then started uh, a trash business that would go pick up trash and then feed it to the pigs. So it was a very s- self-serving ecosystem of yeah. garbage. Yeah, where we got our business model yeah. from. Do you guys hear about our <laughs> <laughs> own the pigs and you feed <laughs> them. But no, that and then that spurred you know, enough money to go racing. And uh, and then my grandpa started a, a, a race team in the '40s and won the Indy 500. What was twice. the race team? The race team it was just called. A- agajanian special uh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have names they didn't like really that. Have name. it, it was it, so matter of fact yeah, like, was, like, yeah here's your number yeah. here's your name yeah, it's just the the 98 yeah car. it's just straight up like on this yeah. it just says agajanian yeah, you yeah. just like put your name on the side of the car You're okay. like, I own this car and willard's battery sponsors it yeah, yeah. Uh, willard's battery must yeah, paid some so, money yeah another interesting car then, it is um but then the ascot thing too is important to touch yeah, on yeah and then, then my more family into a racetrack did, did that for a long time, owned cars, promoted races, and then uh, owned a racetrack called Ascot Park, which was in Gardena, um, you know, pretty pretty smack dab in the middle of, of L.A., and it shut down in, in 1991 because the, the lease ran out. My grandpa got a 50-year lease on it and didn't expect that's a racetrack a would last uh, that uh, long. yeah. So. <laughs> and, yeah that's uh, a... He got a 50-year lease, and it uh, it ran out, and they didn't want to renew it because they wanted to build a mall there instead of a racetrack. Uh and so I spent like every day of my life until I was 10 years old at that racetrack a, a, it was known as the fastest. Half mile um, dirt track in the world, and it was where everybody it's, well, it's kind of where sprint car we, guys went to go prove themselves. Hmm.
3: And, when we go to agencies, like the easy one liner is like, that's where Evil Knievel got his start on the worldwide of, or ABC. Oh, we're wild of sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his right, grandpa yeah. was the first person to promote Evil Knievel, which is like the coolest thing in the world. Like, you that's know, awesome. Like,
2: viral before viral. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, some stuff that we've been claiming very inaccurately that we've been going viral since 1948, but. It's because, uh, you know, my grandpa uh, really did focus on being like a crazy flamboyant promoter who put yeah. on all kinds of events. And, and the first jumps that Evil Knievel ever did yeah. were at my grandpa's track. I think the track.
3: coolest one was probably the uh, the celebrity one where he had all the different Rolls Royces and Cadillac yeah. demolition. Yeah, Kirby. he did a... So like, how cool you is that? Know like, way. We can
2: make that video, right? That was yeah, an insane. Evil Knievel jump. It was an Evil Knievel jump at the Coliseum. And then he did a luxury car demolition derby with all of like the biggest drivers at the time. So like, you know, AJ Foyd and Parnell Jones and all those guys of that era were all driving luxury cars and smashing into each other. And like some driver was there, don't know who, and was like, oh, I want to... You know participate this is sweet and he was like oh take my wife's cadillac no way Whoa. just uh sent my grandma's cadillac <laughs> into a demolition derby and oh, man, insane, he was the kind of guy dude. who did, like just didn't give a fuck and did really outlandish stuff and like, got yeah, a yeah, ton wore a of cowboy press. hat every day which is yeah. the coolest yeah we're a big 10 Whoa. gallon cowboy <laughs> that's hat. that's amazing yeah. yeah but uh so that that promoter blood i think you know flows through through my family and my, and my dad carried that on and did that um same type of stuff promoted tons and tons of races and also, was a lawyer who represented pretty much every single race series, uh, track, uh, tons of drivers, and and started a an agency that represented all like kind of the biggest NASCAR drivers. Most most notably, you know Tony Stewart uh, was with my dad since he was driving uh, sprint cars and. My dad help, helped him, you know, uh, Tony was probably the, one of the best drivers in American history and, uh, is, is amazing on his own. But my dad helped guide his career from Indy cars to NASCAR to owning a, a you know, one of the most successful teams now. So very, very wow. cool.
1: No doubt. And I'm glad that we, we tapped into that. Cause I, I thought maybe, we, you know, we we're kind of on the move here and I, I was thinking we wouldn't have enough time and I'm like, all right, we're going to revisit your history because you're <laughs> like fucking motorsport royalty. So like, uh, but you managed to give us a good, nice little, um, sort of ad lib and I mean, and got deep. So thank you. Yeah, no, um, no it's, uh, but, uh I,
2: I, it's rambling. It's a rambling. It's history. all good,
1: man. Yeah, no, well, thanks a ton for, uh, for hooking us up and like, you know, having us down here. And I mean, we're stoked to, 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 you know, contribute in any way we can. And, and excited to see what you guys put out i mean you guys ha- are super passionate dudes and obviously we're like-minded in many ways and yeah. some are different and that's what makes things exciting so yeah, yeah. Uh, let's,
2: let's th- do a driving well awesome event here can you guys fill do up it. this place with the barons or uh, oh it's a lebaron event, <laughs> LeBaron, event. lebaron demolition derby the uh, LeBaron meet. I heard they're pretty uh, popping. Yeah. I think most people
0: mm-hmm. have died though. That's the problem.
2: Yeah. So yeah. right. uh, <laughs> no yeah, original we'll owners. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no.
0: We wanted to go shoot some uh, photos and we were looking for like an old person home or something. You know, something really, really 50
2: you guys aesthetic. back it in and do a couple shots we're, in here. The alleyway is a nice little shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can line up the,
3: P- the Parnelli Jones car next to it. Yeah. can juxtapositions
2: I like what you guys uh, are doing. And uh, like I said, we're kind of meeting for the first time or again or yeah or whatever but we've all been rolling in the same circles and have a lot of mutual friends and and impressed with uh you guys having having fun with cars we yeah Yeah, congratulations on your
3: guys's recent like you know success with radwood and everything it seems like i know i was i was was out of town for radwood so
2: i really cool i wanted to uh Visit and check it out, but uh, I will be at the next one. And if you want to do a mini Radwood pop-up or a night here, that's what this place is open It's for, Open for is... any of our friends. That's a, that's yeah. it. As long that as would be as long as you pay for Clean the cleaning and, yeah. and the beer. And beer, and maybe security, depending yeah. on security. where our neighbors are at. But uh, I know a guy with a helicopter. Here. That's all you need yeah. around here. Right? Yeah. You just have a helicopter circle buzz around circle.
1: and keep circle. the weirdos away. Sweet, cool. I yeah. guess that's a wrap, then. I think so. Thanks man. for that's coming on, guys, and Thank thanks guys. for the party last night. That was yeah, of course Thank you. So, uh, good time. Cheers. Right. Later.
0: And then there's like,
2: there's some dude walking around with long blonde hair and like a like some weird jacket.